Welcome to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast, where we explore perceptions. How self-reflecting questions can give you a better understanding of self. I'm your host, Sonia Iris Lozada. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Poetic Resurrection. And today I'm happy to introduce you to Cindy Buckley. She is an author of Love Awakens You. Hi, Cindy. Welcome. Hi, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm really interested in asking you quite a bit about your book. And then we could go into your journey because usually I do the journey first, but I like that it says a surprisingly refreshing guide on reconnecting with peace, happiness, self-confidence. There was one part that in your bio you state that you have helped people with life's transition when a loved one has passed away. How does that work? Well, it depends on the person. For example, one woman, uh, she, her husband passed away. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a nine-week, I called it the peaceful way. Mm-hmm. It's a single line of something that she had to say each day, mm-hmm. multiple times a day if possible. And she had to do it for a week. And then the next week, I would send her the next one. And then the next one and for nine weeks. And then in, after the nine weeks, I sent her the whole thing put together. And she said it really did help her get over the grief. You know, of course, she still misses her husband, but um, still, it was a big help to her. Mostly, I write things for people that they, and it's geared for them in particular. Mm -hmm. But it's helpful for anybody. Yeah. And sometimes uh, one a uh, friend of ours, he lost his husband. So I wrote him a just a single line thing. Mm-hmm. And he said it was absolutely beautiful. And I could see him when he read it. Everything sort of just all the stress of losing someone you love so deeply just just falls right away, falls out of you. It gives you a sense of peace. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can totally understand what when someone gives you a line and how much it means to you, my mom passed away recently. So uh, yeah, I'm doing that as well. And I'm, I'm not fighting my grief. I'm facing it because the truth is I remember her when she was great and she was healthy and now she was suffering the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's, I find I have to realize that, you know, and it was, it's very hard to say it's okay to go. It is hard to say. I actually had to say that to my father. He spent 10 years in pain. I mean, oh oh my God, it was absolutely amazing. And he fought to the very end to stay. I mean, you would think someone who was in that much pain would want to go. And my guides came to me and said, you have to talk to him. So I said, okay. So I lay down and I connected with him and I said, it's okay to go. It really is okay. Ricky and I, my brother and Randy, my brothers and I, we'll all be fine. He was staying because he thought he needed to stay for us. And I'm like, we'll be fine. It's okay. Yeah. 
and he didn't pass all that peacefully, by the way, which is because he just fought it so much. He was going to stay no matter what. He was a strong man. He was small, but he was strong and he could walk, but he just didn't want to walk anymore. And, you know, so it was a lot of work for everyone. Yeah. It's my mom. I knew the day before that she only Uh, had because my mom had a habit of kissing us on the forehead all the time. uh, And so my sister did that. She's in a home. She's lying there. My sister kept kissing her on the forehead and she looked at her with this look like, it's okay for me to go now. And I went, and and I couldn't sleep that whole night. I knew it was a week, maybe two. It wasn't the next day she was gone, but she wanted to be gone. My mom held on for a long time. She was 99. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. age. And um, yeah, my family, longevity. I had an uncle that passed at 107. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And he was healthy till about three years before. But uh, yeah, so that transition is difficult. And yet you do the same kind of grieving, I find, when you have to change careers. It's true, actually. That's a very good point. There's a grieving process when you've spent your whole life with a career. And now you have to change. Now you have to let go. Sometimes we're ready to let go, so it's easy. But to grieve something that you're so passionate about, I find it's very hard to. Not as hard as losing someone, though. No. The thing to keep in mind, even though you lose someone, is to know they're always with you. It's hard to remind yourself of that. And it doesn't matter how close you are or how much you love the person, you're still going to cry. Oh, yeah. You're still going to cry. I mean, I was calm. I knew it was going to happen. I still cried. Yeah, I, I'm a poet. So I had I read a poem during the wake. I it was like it, I, it was hard to get every sentence out. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Now, one of the things that really interests me is that you were in the corporate world. I was. And you worked in logistics and your <laughs> software consultation, and then you I got did. into this. What happened to change you? <laughs> this is all true. I did do that. Well, I worked in the corporate world, uh, logistics and software consulting, as you said. And at my last contract job, I had developed a f- spreadsheet, mm-hmm. flowchart, basically, that said, okay, I want, this is how you run your business today. In, in relation to the software. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can change your business to fit to the software that will make it more efficient. And the woman that hired me for this contract job, she told me that the person I did it for hated it. I thought that doesn't make sense. That was a really good flowchart. It really mm-hmm. was pretty logical and it really, you know, honed in some issues that they had and stuff. And I thought, well, I don't get it, but okay. Well, on the exit interview I had with her and the person that was uh, the IT manager, I closed the back of his door for this meeting. And on the back of the door, he had the flow chart. It ended up, I think she wasn't interested in promoting my good work, so to speak. And so I said, I said, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. I cannot deal with all the bickering that goes on and the basically the ego rears up and everyone wants credit. And I'm like, I'm only there to just do a job. I don't really care. I just want to do the job. 
And at, <laughs> at that point, I said, that's it. I can't do this anymore. And then I started exploring alternative, various alternative healing methods and found what I settled on to. And then I ended up reading Disappearance of the Universe and A Course of Miracles. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know about those. Yes, uh, I And do. doing the workbook in A Course of Miracles at the same time. I do not recommend you do that. It's difficult <laughs> to difficult. understand. I started like, okay, I still don't get it. You got to read Disappearance of the Universe first because okay. that helps to really explain A Course in Miracles. Now okay. I've been doing it now for like 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Well, at the time that I was reading those, inspirational sayings started to come to me and I started writing them down. I mean, I literally had pieces of paper, I had napkins, I had papers <laughs> everywhere. And it went on like that for about two years. And I thought, well, you know, then I, my particular forte happens to be uh, crystal healings. Mm -hmm. And so I, I worked on that for quite a while. And about a year ago, I thought, you know, I should do something with those sayings. They could be really helpful to people. Mm -hmm. That's where the book got birthed from. I had to write some more sayings, some more four-line verses and almost all the answers, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how the book came about. I just wrote some meditations just to be helpful and uh, uh, reflections in a peaceful way is one of those reflections. It's just a different way, metaphors and a different way of looking at things to help open you up to your intuition. Yeah, because that's what I, I find that we all have our the answers. They're, they're <laughs> just within us. Is just having someone give you that aha moment. And you're going, ah, oh, I've heard this my whole life, but now it clicks. Yeah. Now it clicks. Affirmations don't really work for me. No, they don't for me either. Because my mind is going, oh, no, you're, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's like I said, I am wealthy. <laughs> really? Have you looked at your bank account? Or is <laughs> you know, so you have that chatter going back and forth. I rather just meditate and feel like I'm in a safe place and have whatever comes to me come to me. Because I cannot let my mind chatter all the time. And it does. <laughs> I think it all does. My, all of us. Yes, yeah. it does. Chatter, 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 chatter. Do this, do that. Go this way. Go that way. It's hard to quiet it. It really is. And doing its job, its job is to keep you safe and make you be aware of everything around you so that you don't come to any harm. But man, is it sometimes wrong because garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. And that's it. I wanted to write this book because I have a rather inspirational story, but I thought, how is that going to help people? And, you know, my story is hopeful. And I understand that, but I want to help them to learn to use their own intuition, to connect, to be able to accept the guidance that will get them where they want to go or need to go. Mostly it's need, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the book came up. That's why the book came about, because I want to help teach people how to do that. And you know what the best teachers I find are the ones that actually went through it, because yeah. if if you're get, you can't give advice on something you know nothing about. No one's going to think you're credible. Do you want to share your story that you say the story you didn't want to share it on the book or? Sure, I can share it. Well, I'll start. I'll just do a quick summary. And then the big one is at the end because people find that a bit shocking. Okay. I've been depressed most of my life. Okay. Um, 
I am not anymore, but uh, through all the process I've been through, mm-hmm. I have had ovarian cancer. I have an autoimmune disorder called uh, morphia, which is skin tightening and inflammation, and it restricts my movements. I was actually heading for a wheelchair until one day I decided, you know, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. What can I do about this? The book helped. And I do a exercise Qigong, which is similar to Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is for 25 years, and I want to repeat that because what I say after that comes shocking for the past 25 years, I've had stage four cancer. Yeah. And, um, you know, for the first month when you get the diagnosis, you, you cry and go, what do I do? How do I live? How, what do I go on? And my guide said to me, just live your life. Well, that takes another month for you to say, how am I going <laughs> to live my life knowing that I have cancer? I have stage four cancer and I might die. And they, they said, you know, just do it. So I did. And so through all that, and of course, reading my Disappearance of the Universe and of course, Miracles came about the book to help people open up to their true potential so that they can be happy and be at peace and have self-confidence and the courage to make the changes that they need to make. I've made the changes I needed to make. My diet had to change dramatically. My thinking of I'm special had to change dramatically because we're all special. But I have something that I can offer to help people. And this is what I want to do. And it's amazing how you've turned it around instead of self-pity. You turned it around on how can I help others? And I find that when you turn around and help others, you help yourself. Absolutely true. There's something healing about it. You get great joy from knowing that other people are finding their path and they're opening up to themselves and to their higher guidance. You get a lot of joy from that. You, you, yeah, don't, you, do. you do. You don't always know how you help them, but you just have to trust your helping. When you get a review on the book and someone says, thank you, I really needed this. It just makes you feel good. So people, please leave reviews for authors. We really makes a big difference. It does. It really does help people. <laughs> Yeah, we want to know if if our books are helping you, and especially something with Love Awakens You. Can you read something from your book for us, a couple of quotes? I can. You know, the question I have for you is, I could read a few inspirational sayings or four-line verses, or I could read A Peaceful Way, which is the the nine lines, nine sayings that help people. That would be good. Since I've mentioned that, why don't I read that? It's quick and it's it's very helpful. And this is from your book, Love Awakens You? This is from my book, Love Awakens You. See, beautiful cover. cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is the proof coffee. I should have taken the other one out. Oh, well. I know. I see the line. I guess I have some like that oh. too. <laughs> there. Oh, There's okay. a better one. Oops. Oh, well. We all make mistakes doesn't matter. It's just always going to be that way. Okay, a peaceful Mm -hmm. way. My journey is not over. Help is on the way. Trials and tribulations are one. My guide 
walks with me. Stop. Look around. Beauty is everywhere. I am the light of the world. Tears of joy spring forth. I am well. I like that. It's a very different way of looking at things. And when you do one line each week, every day, Mm -hmm. and then you put it all together in the end, you go through some metaphysical and physical changes as well. One of the things that was hard for me to say was, I am safe. I am a survivor of trauma. So that was really hard for me to say. And once I was able to say it, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It made me feel so much better. Yeah. And because I believed it. It it wasn't like an affirmation that you force yourself to say something. It is, I believed it. And I did mirror work with it. Certain phrases just give you that aha moment. The peaceful way is a different way of looking at things. There's the inspirational sayings, the four-line verses, which are perception-expanding verses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really the answers to questions you really never knew you had. That's the, the meat of the story. And again, that's a different way of looking at things. Because that's the, what this whole podcast is about, exploring perceptions. Yeah, because it's me saying, I'm not special. And people going, oh, how could you say that? Well, everybody is special. Mm-hmm. That's how I choose to look at it. I think that's a healthy way of looking at it, that everybody is special. There are people I do not agree with at all, especially with the political climate. Yes. But I also see fear. Why not do something for all people? Explore those perceptions. Why do you have them? Anything that you read or listen to or makes you angry and hateful, you got to question why you're even listening to that. Because I find diseases come from being in a certain way. Now you're like a miracle person. You've had stage four cancer <laughs> for 25 years. yeah. And that just is like proof to me that changing your perception is healing. It starts with some sort of discontentment. You have to think there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Because what my book does, you just have to read it, is it helps you understand and recognize the difference between love and fear. Because fear is very pervasive in our lives and oh, we yes. are not even aware of it. And I actually define body different elements of fear and a little bit of love. Because once you understand what the fear is and you release that, then the love comes in automatically, believe it or not. Although you can substitute fear for fear, but hopefully you don't do that. Because it's, I mean, look at the commercials. Some commercials are fear-based. Oh, absolutely. Oh, if you don't get this, no one's going to find you for days. I mean, what a thing to tell the elderly. Like they're not fearful enough. I know, it's very sad. I'm not against pharmaceutical companies because at a certain point you have to. Mm-hmm. Preventative is for preventative. It doesn't help once you have something. I find that some side effects are worse than what the actual problem is. I always do what the doctor says. Mm-hmm. And then I look for the alternative. Yes. <laughs> I do. I am another another person that you're going to say this for. Uh, let's see. How long was it? Um, 35, 45, 55, 
for almost 30 years, mm -hmm. I was on thyroid medicine. Mm -hmm. I no longer take thyroid medicine. I do take a supplement. Yeah. But I no longer, I have gotten off of prescription thyroid medicine. Now, people don't do this regularly unless you're very confident about, and you do it with your doctor's advice. Mm -hmm. But, and I did tell my doctor, he said, you don't need to be on it. You could go off of it. And I found a couple of supplements that I alternate between because I do different things. Mm -hmm. And I no longer take the prescription. Do what they say at first, then find an alternative. <laughs> exactly. Healing is changing your perceptions. And that's, again, going back to your book, that's what it seems like you did to be able to survive as long as you have with stage four cancer. Yeah, I've been told I'm not going to die from it. So, you know, I'll die from something else. <laughs> I don't oh, know. That what, would but... really suck right after you've been working. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I've been working me. on this forever. And now, you know. It's not going to go away. The best I can hope for is the tumors will calcify. That's yeah. the best I can hope for. I'm not in remission. I'm stable, but I'm not in remission. Is there anything else you would like us to talk about? We're going towards the end of our interview. My God, it was so quick. I know, uh, right? That's because we're having fun talking with each I other. I know. It's great. You know, people, if you have any slight discomfort, please do something about it. Whatever works for you, you know, find some book that'll work for you, my book, any other book, talking to someone, if that will help, even whether it be a friend or a therapist, you know, whatever you will work, there's always something better to come your way. I firmly believe that. And when something doesn't go your way, oh, well, something better will come along is what I say, because you get a little discouraged when you don't get what you want. Yes. You can say, guess what? Something better will come. And the other thing you can say is, whatever happens, happens for the best. Yes. And I say that because many times I've wanted something so desperately and it didn't happen. And I realized it was for the best. It didn't happen. Exactly. Being an actor, I wanted to work with a producer really badly because their movies got notoriety. And now I found out about them. I'm like, I am so glad I didn't work <laughs> with them. <laughs> There's some amazing entertainment people that everybody wants to work with. I admire people that can say what they mean and mean what they say in a kind way. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a talent. That's a real talent. That's a talent. I I once saw somebody and... This goes back to fear that you were talking about earlier. And it's a well-known actor, famous actor. And all the extras on the show wanted to run to him. And, you know, one of the other actors got overwhelmed and he pulled back. While the people were trying to come to him, he moved forward. Oh, he took a step forward. I have never seen this before. Everybody got in line automatically. He claimed his space. Good for him. I know, but how well we would do if we would do that. Instead of running away from our fears, just take one step forward. It's a great idea. Oh my God. I go, did he, I'm watching him and I'm going, did someone teach him that? Because <laughs> I, was, I was like so amazed. I go, I'm going to do that. 
Yeah. Well, there's a saying, misery loves company, but you do not have to join it. There you go. I haven't heard the second part. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, Cindy, how can people reach you and what kind of programs do you have? I know you went over the couple of steps program. Give us a little bit of information. I'll have all the links uh, at the bottom, but give us one link of What's the general number, how people could reach you for it? Oh, I would recommend my website, Cindy, C-I-N-D-I, Buckley.com. I do a monthly blog. It's up there as well. You can read about the book, my bio, which is not quite about the cancer or anything, but it's a different <laughs> bio. And if you want to be on the email list, I send a monthly blog out explaining one of the inspirational sayings each month with a beautiful graphic. That's the best way to reach me. You can reach me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page as well. Love Awakens You, a new book by Cindy Buckley. My my niece-in-law did it for me. Oh, sweet. It was wonderful. I'm so grateful she did it. Those are the best places to reach me. Uh, You can reach me on LinkedIn if you're in LinkedIn as well. I have all those links that I will put down at the bottom. And then that way they get in touch with you and get your beautiful book that has such a a lovely cover because I love the book cover. It has a door, but if you just open the door, there's light on the other side. Yes. So you step through. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I'm honored that you shared going through cancer, your positive outlook and your energy and Thank you. And I think that many people that are going through the same thing you will find this very enlightening. I hope so. And, you know, whatever works for you, please do. Yes. (laughs) Just keep on smiling, people. It works. Yes, it does work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Poetic Resurrection Podcast. Available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, and many other podcast platforms. Please visit us and subscribe to our newsletter at PoeticResurrection.com for the latest information and updates.